0: Guys, it's it's classroom brew the podcast that's like teacher happy hour just you know in podcast form Should I my, turn myself down a bit we are uh available anywhere you get your podcast so if you're listening to this on uh apple podcast for example we have a new goal of trying to get to 100 ratings we're, we're about halfway there so we've got to boost up those ratings in apple Podcasts because that helps us out in the listings so uh, if you're listening in another app uh do me a favor, jump over there uh, and give us that rating and review. It really helps us out. Uh, to uh, clarify, we are updating our Patreon. It's still available if you are already a Patreon member. Everything that you have is the same. Uh, but we did get rid of that uh, that first tier. We only have the two tiers now. So there's only light beer and craft beer. Those are the, the two levels. And for uh, the craft beer level, we have a new merch item coming, which is going to be a classroom brew coaster so we already have the koozies and the shot glasses and now coasters are coming to that craft beer level now uh katie made me a a, like a makeshift lemon drop shot with this this new lemon vodka but we're doing a moscato episode because that's what we have right now that's what i had at my disposal to uh to drink for this one and um you know, it's a we just recorded 173 on Wednesday, and full disclosure, today is Saturday, and it feels like a very quick turnaround for for recording an episode. But uh we ended out the week, and I, I was I mentioned I was like, normally I don't do this many episodes back to back that are that are solo episodes without a guest. But Katie was like, I, I bet you something's going to happen between between now and when you record next, and sure enough, she was she was right. Um, don't tell her though, but. Uh, we recently, I think it was mm, like Thursday night going into Friday morning, I got an email from a student. It was a request, a Google Docs request, and it was the student asking for um, for access to another student's <laughs> homework <laughs> assignment. Like, please, sir, can I have some answers? Like, you, do you know I can see this? So it led to a nice little email there being like, uh, <laughs> I, I played the... Uh, the the ignorant card where I was like, I was, let's just say his name is Joe. Like, hey hey Joe, uh, I'm not sure why you would need access to somebody else's <laughs> assignment, but um, you you have your own copy of the assignment. That was the uh, mic stand. Uh, all you have to do is go into Google Classroom and, it, and it's right there. But <laughs> on an unrelated note, uh, please review our academic honesty <laughs> policy because it was just really. And this is a student that hasn't done anything all year. And the access that he was requesting was to another student who has been doing everything all year. So I'm not saying that like where you see uh, smoke, there must be fire, but it, it kind of stunk of it, right? It had that vibe. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that later. Um, which I know that academic dishonesty, like cheating and plagiarizing, it happens all the time, whether we're in person or not. I just feel like it's worse this year. Like, you know, because it's so much easier when everything is digital to copy and paste because they always have access to their documents versus like, if they're in person, they only have that sheet of paper for a certain amount of time before they like turn it in. And then I've got it uh, in one of my folders. Although well, I guess they could always take a picture of it, you know, because it's 2020. <laughs> I don't know. This is me thinking out loud. I, I just, I-, I wonder if they think I don't read. I think they're thinking I don't read their responses and I'm just doing it based on, eh, this kid gets an A, this kid, you know, they did it, they get 100%. I'm not sure what what they're, maybe I should do that on Monday. For you guys, that Monday will have already passed. But just something like, hey guys, just to let you know, I, I do read your work. So maybe be better at cheating. Just be better at it. Paraphrase one word. If you have a spelling error, how did, you had a spelling error and then the person that copied from you had that same spelling error. Meaning that spelling error, it got between two people, quality control right here, between two people, and they let this fly. None of you caught it. None. Of, well, the second person likely just pasted it in, like Control A or Apple A, uh, select the whole thing and copy and paste it, and they don't look, and they just click turn in real quick. The kids that like their document was started at like 12.01 a.m., and then it was submitted, completed at like 12.02 a.m. <laughs> like. Where there is smoke, in this case, I guess you could say there is fire. <laughs> Whoops. That shot really came at me. I guess I spilled now some uh, Moscato on the chair. Oh, well. Um, you won't be able to see that. It's off camera. Don't worry. Uh, I did see this post, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, where it was someone holding a sign. I guess they were picketing, and it was it was something to the effect of... Uh, the reopening plans saying uh, teachers don't accept incomplete work. Uh, so your plan, the plan that the district has or whatever their district was, it's incomplete. So we we're not accepting it. Which, is like, okay, I understand the message, but on a practical level, I'm just happy if I get something that's turned in at all. Like, I accept incomplete work absolutely. When I was student teaching, no, because that was the policy. But now, uh, you did 25 percent. Yay! Oh my god! It was like that post, what was that post that I saw? It was like, um, who was the, it was on Twitter. Uh, Actually, Katie sent it to me. I liked it though. It was like something about ducklings. Oh my God, where was it? Oh, it was uh, my students. Legit nervous for final projects. Me, my ducklings. Literally just turn something in, please. (laughs) Like literally anything, incomplete or not. It doesn't matter. Something. I still have some kids that haven't done a single thing, and I'm just I'm sending emails. I don't know if anyone else out there is having this this issue. I'm sending emails, being like, "What's the plan? Can you can you let me in on whatever the plan is? I don't know if there is a plan, what the plan is, but give me something. Just give me something." Which brings me to my main point for this episode, and we've got other stuff that we'll get into, like our comment hero of the week. But I had the the pleasure of of browsing teacher Instagram which we already know is kind of a, a shit fire of people trying to make it viral and post the perfect SEL post or whatever. And one in particular, I understood the social-emotional, social emotional implications of, but the post was something to the effect of, why are we saying our students are behind this year? We made up the on-track thing. It's a social construct. So like, are, we, are they really behind because of online learning? in this school year. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It's a good sentiment. But at the same time, I have kids that still can't read. I had a kid earlier this year asking what the word the meant, like T-H-E, the. So maybe for you, like they're already caught up. They're only making nuanced progress from year to year. But in my case, where I have kids that can't read on day one, and then maybe by like day 120-something, or 200 and something, they can actually read like a short paragraph, but I just, I didn't agree with it. That's fine, like uh, good for you with the SEL focus of like, let's not pressure our kids, let's change the pace, that I'm on board with. But our kids are actually falling behind. I would say, I'd say it's realistic to say, to answer the question of, are our kids falling behind? I think so. If I have kids that are uh, ELL, for example, they don't speak English, and they don't do anything all year with their ELL supports, they're falling behind. If I have a senior that's graduating soon and they didn't take consumer ed because they don't have access or they didn't want to do anything or whatever the case is, they're falling behind. So maybe in like your north side or affluent neighborhood district, they're not going to fall behind. They're going to be fine. But those are also the schools where the kids are actually engaging. They already have blended learning. We don't have that. We didn't have that, I should say. We, now we kind of do, I guess, because they're going to apparently reopen. We'll get to that. It's a whole other thing with CPS. <laughs> but they're absolutely falling behind because they're so far behind already. And they're getting an entire year of just fucking off. Whether it's their fault or not, of course. I'm not trying to like just place all the blame. There's some kids that have legitimate things going on, whether they're homeless or, you know, what have you. But yes, they are falling behind. So yeah, that's a great little clickbait thing that you can post and get retweeted and reposted and shared on Instagram stories. But that's so egocentric to your situation. You know what I mean? And if they're listening to this and you're someone that agrees with that, I'm not just trying to shit on it. I'm just trying to say not everyone has the same circumstance and one year does make a huge difference. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you, if you agree with me on that or you disagree, feel free. You can call me out. I don't care. Call me out on Instagram or Twitter. But this is what I'm seeing. It does seem like a big issue for this school year. Now, granted, it's not like it's the teacher's fault or or, or the district's fault because I don't think reopening plans should be started because the, every school district that has opened is now closing down because of an outbreak or whatever the case is. So it. I'm not saying... I'm not saying that it, we need to go back just for the sake of getting them back on track. I'm just saying that the the belief that you shouldn't be worried because it's a social construct they're behind, I don't agree with it. That's all. I don't, I, unfortunately I don't have a solution, so maybe I'm just pointing out a problem, in which case I'm part of the problem, but I'm just saying I disagree. That that's all it I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a drink now. That was my rant. So that's where we're at. My kids can't read, so yeah. They're behind and they're falling further behind from, like, my, I guarantee you, the district I student taught in, which was already blended learning and all those kids were above reading level, uh, an assignment that would take my current students at my job job, like, three days to do, those kids could do it in 20 to 30 minutes because they can read. Of course, they're going to be faster. So they already have a blended learning program where they do most of their classes online anyway, and their one-to-one technology, like, they probably haven't missed a beat. At all. Versus us, we had to spend the first like six months, including last year and the beginning of this year, just making sure like, do you have a device? Do you need internet? Versus, it's a given elsewhere, like in the suburbs. That's just me on the south side, though, with my experience. The north side, I'm sure, one to one for a lot of those schools. But it just shows you the inequity, not equality. Inequity. I think that's the thing: is that the district is so focused on being equal, like giving an equal percentage of funding to different school districts but that's not how it works it should be based on equity your north side school that already has you know every resource in the world maybe they could like sacrifice 20 grand a year to give those south side schools that are still using technology from 1990 or resources from 1977 you know help them out a bit maybe that's just me maybe i'm getting a little bit too ranty here but yeah, that's, that's where we're at. So I guess this is probably, uh, I don't know. This is probably a, a good opportunity. Should we, I mean, the hero, I feel like it's, this is a big accountability episode. You know what I mean? It's all about accountability with who's, uh, not to blame, but who should who should be worried, who should not be worried, and things like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Let me find the music for it. I hope you guys are doing well, by the way. This is I guess a good chance to plug. We we've got currently six Patreons. I guess a big shout out to James, Cindy, Lish, uh, Melinda, Sabrina, and Leo, our current Patreon members. I appreciate you guys. Uh so we're trying we got two big goals right now. Reach ten patrons uh for that bonus content and behind the scenes stuff and podcast merch, but also uh those rating and reviews and whatever app you're listening in, especially Apple Podcasts, because that's the biggest one. So make sure. Uh, that's patreon.com slash classroombrew. That's patreo N.com slash classroombrew. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. Get out of the pool! When someone's being an ass in the comment section that they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, what's going on is you failed fucking social studies, or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! even though some heroes do call out those idiots. Remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. How wild is it that that's a segment that has become, that's such a 2020 segment. So our comment hero this week, guys, is there was this video that was uh, circulating, and I'm not sure when it was from, but I saw it recently, so I'm gonna count it as my comment hero. Uh, So this was as of a couple days ago. And it was a, a video of this kid that was apparently ejected from a football game by a referee. And so when the referee wasn't looking, this player charged, no helmet on, he was wearing a shoulder pad still, charged this referee that couldn't see him coming and knocked him on his ass. And then his teammates came in and like pulled him away. And he it was, it was apparently uh, put in, in jail for the night, or maybe it was longer than that, and fined 10 grand and the entire team was uh, ejected slash suspended slash the game was a disqualified. Which, yeah, at that point, what else can you do? And so our comment hero, <laughs> and the, the comments, by the way, people were sounding off. And our comment hero, oh, hi, Mark, is Mark. Our comment hero, Mark, with a C, Mark W, Not gonna, again, we don't do uh, last names. I'm not trying to get people to jump on this. Uh, but this, again, relates to our accountability for this episode. So he comments, I never comment on this stuff, but I saw this yesterday and was, of course, appalled. As a coach, my immediate thought was, where were his teammates? Teams are as responsible for self-control and policing behavior as those administering their games. My, fir- my first thought was this team needs to be held accountable, but being Texas, I was not holding my breath. Glad they stepped up and did their best, the best thing for all involved in a horrible situation. His teammates will learn the lesson, even though it sucks. Uh, of what being a team is all about. Absolutely, it's, it's a, a penalty for, uh, like if if you get called off sides or a false start, the entire team is penalized. But I just, I thought it was interesting that the, the blame seems, seems to still be on the coach. And I can tell you right now, as a teacher and a coach, and this person is also a coach, so not, not, a, not being an ass, just something that I found problematic. Why is the blame always, Gonna to go to the coach or the teacher or the school, when clearly if this kid has anger issues, it's kind of he's he's gonna be unpredictable. And apparently, this kid he's this is not the first sport that he's done this in. So sure, there is the issue of uh, maybe this behavior is being pacified or appeased, and they haven't actually, which is a whole issue uh, in the district that um, I'm working in, where we have this idea of um, restorative justice, which I support but it's not being done properly. But I thought it was interesting that the the blame is being placed on the coach and the program and not just the kid. And granted, maybe if this kid has a history, he shouldn't have been a part of it, but I thought it was problematic to... And I say this as someone that... um, I've been in situations where I had a kid with anger issues that acted out against another student or a staff member, and they go, well... What'd you do to piss him off? It's like, fuck you, man. You think that's my fault? Where's the... And again, this is a problematic thing where it's like, is it parental influence or lack thereof? Is it the family life? Is it the the teacher? Is it the situation? Is it having certain standards and like things that you didn't realize you had to say, but you probably should say (laughs) the things that you thought are unsaid, like don't hit somebody like the referee. I don't know. I just thought it was was interesting. Um, So... Oh, hi, Mark. Um, but I did see there was one, this one guy, uh, Doug. Hey, Doug. Doug said, um, hopefully the judge will see him as a four-year-old brat masquerading as an 18-year-old uh, adult and punish him to the max. It's not a four-year-old. This man, I mean, he, yeah, he is in an 18-year-old body, but he's like 250 pounds. I myself am like maybe two, 200, 215 uh, at, at my most. But this kid was big. Poor ref. As got floored. Uh, but that's, that's our commentary of the week for the, the person that decided to open up the conversation. And I'm sure the floodgates opened for uh, all the Karens and... What was the, what was the male version? I heard from a few people. I heard Chad was the male version of Karen. Uh, what was the other one? Let's see. Chad was one. Uh, thank you to those that, by the way, reached out. This was based on uh, last week's episode. Which, by the way, uh, last week, let me clarify. Uh if there's a pro athlete that has a bad performance or does not perform well in a pro sport, uh that still doesn't mean they suck because they're still I guarantee you better than you. So just to to clarify last week's episode, um but yes, oh Kevin and Chad, those were the two male versions of Karen, Kevin and Chad. So I'm sure plenty of Kevin's Karens and and Chad's uh jumped in on that one to somehow blame people. But um yeah, that's where we're at. Oh, look at that spam spam message to my, um, I, I don't know how to respond to that. Just a smiley face and deuces. And th- yeah, I don't know how to respond to your spam messages, whoever you are. Uh, at, inst- at Classroom Brew on Instagram and Twitter, uh, as well as classroombrew.gmail.com. But um, yeah, that's where we're at. So the the reopening plan. This is where we're at right now. We we currently have a district that is saying that all all kids currently was just, or before it was just cluster kids, um our life program kids and, and special ed kids that were gonna go back in like the second or third week of January. But now they're saying all kids will be back by February. And this has like no negotiation from the union. It's just the district saying this uh basically fear mongering. Uh, to say if, if teachers aren't reporting for a legitimate reason, they're going to be fired. But they don't have a fully-fledged plan. <laughs> and I know this; it might be a little bit contradictory to say, like, yeah, the kids are falling behind. Like, I'm worried about it, but maybe I'm not offering a solution. I understand that. But the plan sucks. Like, the numbers have never been higher, and the district kept moving the target on the number to be reached. And so the the president or, or the vice president of our union said that, uh, the CEO of our district, uh, their bullying attempts to force teachers to be fearful of their own lives, who are fearful of their own lives, backed into the classroom, it's not going to work. Our educators and our parents and our students are terrified at what is happening every day in our city and across this country. Record number of people, a record number of people are living with the infection record. Okay. Maybe I'm just having a hard time reading because I'm doing this on the fly <laughs> and I've had a few, but essentially to threaten people already dealing with high anxiety with issues of high mortality, doesn't necessarily speak, or sorry, doesn't speak to the type of leadership that is necessary in a pandemic. You do not back people who need support and advocacy into corners. You engage them, you build coal- coalitions, and you build out plans that are satisfactory to all of the stakeholders. So the union basically saying, we're not gonna be backed into a corner. But that was a little bit disconcerting that they're basically strong arming because they're using the media at this point as a weapon so they don't they come out and we didn't receive anything the first i heard of it was um adam science adam adam d sent me a message saying like do you see that thing about the reopening plan i was like what no um so now they can get the the karens and the chads and the kevins of the world uh sorry to anyone with that name this is not i didn't make those names up for the, the karen equivalent um But they're basically going to get those people in the comment section being like, well, it's the teachers being selfish and the kids are falling behind. But the district has no plan. Like even offering every classroom an air filter, purifier thing, that only assumes that you have proper airflow. Which the only way you can get that in our building, for example, is to have the windows open. But it's the winter. (laughs) Shit. So I don't know. There's no solution to it. Let's just call it a wash. I don't know. I feel like my principal has already, at this point, been very candid about saying I doubt we will be. Uh, and this is before the plan came out from the district. But very candid uh, as to say, I don't expect to be back this year. Maybe we should start thinking about maybe the fall. But at the same time, there's also people in the admin that are like going to our athletic director, who's also a special education teacher, and they're like, "So I know." That it's not in your control, and you've been given an answer about sports, and it's not going to change, and you don't have the power to change it. But can we start sports? <laughs> like, just leave her alone. She can pass along the message a million times. It's not about just being creative with it. We can't meet in person for sports, for academics. Let it go, okay? There's something more important <laughs> happening right now, and I'm not, I'm way less worried about it because some of our Athletes that were uh thinking about playing at the next level in college uh either committed already or they have things that they're they have offers that they're uh weighing. So it's a matter of uh where, not if. So that's good. And that makes me a way less concerned about it. Uh even though I would I would love to be out there coaching and love to be teaching in person. It's just not safe. Okay? Just let it go. It's okay. Don't be scared. Just embrace the unknown for this this one time just embrace the unknown and take the blame off the damn teachers and coaches for once please so that's where we're at shit so you know what thanks guys for for listening i appreciate that hopefully you you were having a drink while you were listening to this one because i feel like it was a heavy one um but patreon.com slash classroom brew for all that bonus content and all that good stuff uh, let somebody know, either a teacher person or a parent, let them know to check out uh, this episode. I'd love to get the conversation going, or or any episode, not just this episode, but I'd love to get the conversation going and uh, and, and see what people think. Uh, we've got a lot more engagement going on, probably because people have more free time than they did in the past. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, again, check out that Patreon rating and reviews. We're trying to get to 100. We're about halfway there, so that's a good thing. Um. Shout out to our Patreon members for supporting the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Hope you guys are staying safe. We're really close to winter break and I can't wait. I'm going to take like 18 melatonin uh, the uh, Friday before break or Friday of break once school is over and uh, can't wait. I'm a lot happier, by the way, because even though I had to teach with painting going on in the background, uh, we did have our our crown molding and our baseboards uh, repainted because our landlord company didn't do shit before we moved in. It looks really nice as I'm looking around in uh, this room and the room that I do my online teaching. So that's that's where we're at. It's been a a good update, really has. But thank you guys so much for listening or watching if you are a Patreon member and you're watching this as a video podcast. But until next week, class dismissed.